G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. This is the devil's basic battle plan. Entice, condemn, accuse you before God. Pastor Greg Laurie points out we should be prepared to stand against Satan's accusations with the power of God's Word. So maybe you stumble and fall and Satan says, you'll never get up again. You're never going to recover from this. Oh yeah? Well, 1 John 1, 9 says if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You quote God's Word. You quote it out. It is written. This is the day when the lost are found. Satan is the king of the spiritual ambush. He lures us in, saying, no one will ever know. And after we've sinned, he tells us, I can't believe what you've done. Everyone's going to find out. How can we stand against such an unscrupulous foe? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that we can stand against our enemy in the power of God and the authority of his word. It's a message called, Why Does God Allow Temptation in the Life of the Believer? Everyone gets tempted. Why would God allow us to be tempted? What possible good could come out of it? Well, here's what you need to know. If you are indeed growing as a Christian, if you are progressing in the Christian life, you're gonna come into the crosshairs of the devil. Why? Because now you have become a bona fide threat to his kingdom. If you find yourself constantly being harassed and tempted, that may be an indication you're on the right track. If you can't remember the last time you were tempted, maybe you're not worth tempting. Ever think about that? See, so here's what we need to understand. Everyone will be tempted, and even Jesus was tempted. Jesus did feel the pressure and the presence of temptation. Now why would he go through that? So he would be able to help us to understand that he has walked in our shoes. So we would understand that we serve a God that knows what it's like to face temptation and he sympathizes with us. In fact, Hebrews 4.15, speaking of Christ, says, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace of our gracious God that will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it. So you can't say, oh, God doesn't know what it's like to live in the 21st century. God doesn't know what it's like to face temptation. Actually, God does know what it's like and he faced it. But here's another reason why I believe Jesus was tempted. He occupied ground that we can occupy. Let me restate that. Jesus faced this 
so we'll see how we should face it. He gives us a template to follow for the next time we come under temptation. So Luke 4, and we're gonna read verses one to 13. Now Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, Since you are the Son of God, why don't you command the stone to become bread? Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, underline that phrase, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said, All this authority I will give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all of this will be yours. Jesus answered and said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, underline that phrase again, You shall worship the Lord God, and him only shall you serve. Then Satan brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, Since you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. Notice the devil's quote in Scripture now. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But here's what Satan left out. By the way, he's quoting Psalm 91. Here's what he left out. He'll give his angels charge over you, listen, to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they'll bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. To keep you in all your ways. Why did Satan leave that out? Because he wanted Jesus to test the Lord instead of trust the Lord. See, here's the idea. When I'm in the will of God, in his way, I don't have to be afraid. Listen to this. I'm indestructible. You're thinking, you're nuts, Greg. No, I'm indestructible until God is done with me. Nothing's gonna stop me or stop you until God is done with you. So if, if I were to drink deadly poison and it wasn't God's time for me, I'd survive it. If I picked up a venomous snake and it bit me and it wasn't God's time, I would survive it. And that's, by the way, what Jesus meant when he said, you'll drink deadly poisons and handle venomous snakes. He didn't mean we should have church services where we hand rattlesnakes around. That's crazy. And that's not trusting God, that's testing the Lord. And more than a few of these preachers are no longer with us because of it. So the idea is not, hey, let's do crazy things. Let's take unnecessary risks. Let's drink poison for fun. Go out to the restaurant. I'll like a glass of strychnine, please. And you know, no, that's, no, don't do that. But here's what it's saying is you're in God's will, walking in His way. His angels will protect you until God's done with you. And then His angels will carry you into God's presence. But until that day, you don't have to worry about it. So don't worry all the time about if this is it. If this is it, it's it. If it isn't it, it isn't it. That's up to God. But the devil was misquoting scripture. Okay, one final point. What is the primary weapon we should use to resist temptation? Answer, the word of God. That's why I had you underline, it is written, it is written multiple times. Jesus stood on ground that we can occupy. As I said, we're to follow his example. Notice he quotes scripture. Verse 12 of Luke 4, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. 
You know, as you look at Ephesians 6, which is a description of the armor of God, have you ever noticed there's only one offensive piece? And by offensive, I mean something to attack with. We have a helmet of salvation that protects your head. We have a breastplate of righteousness that protects your vital organs. We have the boots or the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace that protects your feet and your ankles and uh, your shins. We have a shield of faith that protects your whole body. But there's only one offensive weapon and it's a sword. The sword of the Spirit which is what? That's right. It's a Word of God. That's our offensive weapon. That's why we need to know the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Psalm 119.11 says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Listen, it's great to carry a Bible in your briefcase or your backpack or your purse, but the best place to carry the word of God is in your heart. Commit it to memory. I say, Greg, I can't. Oh, yes, you can. Because you memorize stuff all the time, right? You know, weird lyrics to songs. I know lyrics to commercials. I hated. But I remember the song, oh, you know, drives you crazy. Or maybe you know sports scores. Or you know lines from movies. You can quote lines from films. You know, all these things that you've committed to memory. Look, you have room for the Word of God. You just need to make a commitment to put it in there. Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA, continues now with one of his most requested messages of the past year. Why does God allow temptation in the life of the believer? We're learning how to stand against our spiritual adversary. Let's hear more. So here's how it works. So Satan comes to you in the realm of the mind and, and you know, maybe he entices you to sin, right? So you sin. What does he do then? He condemns you. This is the devil's basic battle plan. Entice, condemn, accuse you before God. Just kind of keeps doing it over and over again. Hey, why don't you do this? I'll never tell anyone. If you won't, you do it. And then he says, you're, you're not even a Christian. God would never hear your prayer. You're condemned. This is why you need to know the Word of God. Because when you've sinned, you need to immediately go to Christ and say, forgive me of my sin. I admit it. I'm responsible. I'm sorry for it. And I turn from it. The devil says, yeah, but God won't forgive you. Here's where the Word of God comes in. You say, oh yeah? Well, First John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You quote God's Word. You quote it out loud. So the devil can hear it and so you can hear it. Is quoted out. It is written. Saying to see, Abba, you're condemned. God will not hear your prayers. No, that's wrong, devil. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So maybe you stumble and fall and Satan says, you'll never get up again. You're never going to recover from this. This is the end. You say, no, that's wrong because John 10, 28, Jesus says, I'll give them eternal life and they'll never perish. Neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. It's not over. God's going to finish what he starts. Then when tragedy hits, and it makes no sense, the devil says, God has abandoned you. You say, no, he hasn't. Jesus said, he'll never leave me or forsake me. 
And Romans 8.28 says there, God causes all things to work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So you quote that scripture, maybe a loved one is taken from you suddenly. The devil says, you'll never see them again. Oh, trust me, I know this one well. After our son died, I would try to go to sleep at night and I'd lay my head down on my pillow and here are the thoughts that went through my mind. I'll never see him again. I'll never hear his voice again, ever. And then I would just say, huh, you know, and I'd just sink. I'd sink into a black hole. And then I would just start quoting scripture to myself, saying, no, Jesus said he's the resurrection and the life, and he that believes in him will not die. And so it's a hope of life beyond the grave, where the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I would remind myself of God's word. Here's what it would do. It would just sort of lift me up above it all. You see, because I had to think biblically. Because if I didn't think biblically, it was going to be pure misery. So that's where you need to use God's word and use it over and over again. I want you to notice how the story ends. Luke 4.13. When the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him forever, never to return again. Is that what it says? No. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. It's like, I'll be back. (laughs) Maybe sooner than later. Often when you least expect it. Often in a way you weren't expecting. He'll be back. He's got a lot of tricks. So that's Satan. You know, he's just looking for trouble. The Bible describes him as a lion, sort of roaming around looking for someone to destroy, looking for someone to devour. But here's our hope as Christians. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Christ is greater than the power of Satan and we don't have to be afraid of him. Now we respect him in the sense that we know he's a powerful spirit being and we don't want to mess around. We don't want to have extended conversations with him. Uh, We want to have as little contact with him as possible. But having said that, we know God won't give us more than we can handle and we're secure and safe in Christ. But here's the last thought I want to close with. Notice I said thought, not statement, because thoughts can go on long. But this one won't. It's a relatively short thought. If you're not a Christian, you're super vulnerable. If you're not a Christian, Uh, You don't have the hope that Christ lives in you and is greater than the power of the devil. Listen to this. If you're not a Christian, the devil can effectively have his way with you. Uh, He can pretty much manipulate you and deceive you and tempt you. And if you kind of give in to it, you can go deeper and deeper into a vortex of sin where one day you can go so deep you can actually be possessed by demons. Oh, Greg, come on, give me a break. You nuts? I'm not nuts. You can still be possessed by demons today. There's still demons today where they can come and live inside of a person. You think someone's going to be able to exercise a demon with a crucifix or some holy water? No way. The only way to get the devil out of a person is to get Christ in a person and then there's no place left for the devil. That's the only thing. That's it. Jesus comes and takes residence in a human heart and he is the sole occupant. Jesus is not into a timeshare program. Hey, I'm here for six months, devil. You can have it for the rest of the time. No, when Jesus comes in, 
There's no room for Satan. But listen, if Jesus is in there, there's plenty of room for Satan. And you're vulnerable. How are you going to keep him away? Religion? Ritual? Good moral living. I will eat proper foods. <laughs> I won't do it. You're vulnerable. What you need is Christ living inside of you. I didn't say you need to go to church. I didn't say you need a big giant Bible. I didn't say you need to even just say some spiritual things. You actually need Christ living inside of you. So here's my closing question. Is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, living you right now? Now, some of you would say, well, I, I don't know. I think, maybe. Hey, you know what? I think if God has taken residence in your heart, you'll know it. I know Christ lives in me. I know it. How do I know? Because God has given me that assurance by His Holy Spirit. Do you have that assurance? Maybe the reason you don't have it is He doesn't live inside of you yet. But that can change right now because Jesus, who died on that cross for you and me and bore your sin and rose again from the dead, now stands at the door of your life and He knocks and says, if you hear His voice and open the door, He will come in. Not religion will come in or ritual will come in. No, He will come in. It's really true. He lives inside of us and He wants to live in your heart and forgive you of all of your sin. Say, but man, I've done some really bad stuff. Yeah, God knows what you've done. And Jesus died for it already. And if you'll turn from that sin and tell God you're sorry for it, He'll forgive you and Christ will live in you. And you don't have to stand around worrying about the devil anymore. You can just focus your attention on following Jesus. So we're going to close in prayer right now. And if you've never asked Jesus into your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray and ask him to come in. Maybe you've been under the power of some sin. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's, I don't know what. Just something has got a hold on you. And you can't get free from it. it you've tried to break free and you just go in deeper, and you don't know how to get out. Listen, God will help you, but you need to reach out to Him and say, forgive me. Because bigger than alcohol or drugs or anything else, it's the power of sin you need to be free from. And only Jesus can do that for you. He's just a prayer away. Let's pray. Father, I pray for any person here and anyone listening or watching this who does not yet know you. Lord, would you help them to see their need for you and help them to come to you and receive your forgiveness tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg Laurie will help you do that right now. I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for His forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin and I turn from it now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord as God and friend, 
Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let us help you in your walk of faith. Ask for a new Believer's Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time, Pastor Greg continues our series of top 10 most requested messages of the year as he presents a study called God's Plan for Sex and Marriage. Join us again here on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Why Does God Allow Temptation in the Life of the Believer? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 